being confronted by fear can be sudden, but living in fear, now that's a choice. Hi, I'm Peter Lopez, and today you're listening to Purpose. For today's help, we will look to the Bible. Luke chapter number 2, verse number 8 will be our start. In that verse, the Bible says this, And in the same day there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now this verse creates a scene that I want to make sure you have set in your mind. The scene is a picture of people living their typical daily life nearly 2,000 years ago. Let's say, oh, 30 AD or so. The real people living a real life. Their daily life involved camping out in the fields, watching over their flocks, making sure their flocks are safe from whatever it else was lurking in the darkness looking to take them. Now, you know your routine. This was their routine. What is yours? This basically is a story about what they're going to experience. But I know if you're listening to the podcast today, you have your own experiences. What's your daily routine like? It may involve work. It may not involve work. It may involve retirement. Or it may involve staying home for another reason. Maybe it involves school. Maybe it involves church or a bunch of other possibilities. Truth is, the story tells us their routine, but it's you who knows your routine. And what the story is telling us is that anyone that has a typical routine can connect or relate to what we are about to understand. Essentially, you can be in this story. You have your own story. Verse number nine is how it continues. It says, And then an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore or very afraid. See, while they were in their life's routine, a messenger angel appears to them, and the appearance illuminates the entire night. In the middle of the darkness is suddenly brightness. The passage tells us that they immediately became not just afraid, but it uses a descriptive term to tell us that they became very afraid. Notice that their immediate response to the appearance of this messenger angel and the illumination of the night is to be very afraid. So what I tried to do is I tried to go back and look at the details of the first two verses to find what is it that actually made them so afraid so quickly. And what I did is, is you may find more, but I found four reasons that it appears details of this passage as to why they were afraid. The first one is something like this has never happened before. So they are experiencing something that they have never seen before. Now they've spent lots of nights out in the desert, out in the wilderness, and they have watched over their flock many nights. But now a messenger angel appearing and the night around them illuminating, this has never happened before. The second thing is this was unexpected. Routine typically makes you very comfortable and the comfort that comes with routine is something that you begin to rely on. This scene tells us that something very unexpected was introduced to these shepherds. And because it was unexpected, that unexpected nature of it actually contributes to their fear. The third detail of the story is that their environment was changed. So you would think that pitch darkness is a very fearful environment, 
but it was the environment they were used to. So it's not the darkness that they were afraid of, because that was familiar. But it was the fact that the messenger angel illuminated the night and brought light. The light to them, that was the change of the environment. And because the change, their environment changed, it contributed to their fear. Another thing that you'll find a detail of this passage, the fourth one that seemed to contribute to them becoming fearful so fast was that they didn't understand. This all happened so suddenly, never before, unexpectedly, and everything in their environment changed so quickly, they didn't understand it. In other words, their mind could not put two and two together to equal four. Their mind had two plus and then X. They just had no idea what was happening. And because their logic couldn't work, because no sense seemed to be able to fit into this environment, it led to them being fear. You see, being confronted by fear, we are learning from these guys, these shepherds out in the middle of the night here, being confronted by fear can feel a very sudden. It can be very sudden. I mean, just think of your life. You're suddenly going through something that never happened before, and it makes you afraid. It's, it's not surprising when you go through something out of nowhere that you have never gone through before or you've never experienced before. It's going to bring so much into your life, so much emotion, so much mental processing, maybe even a sense of overwhelmed. It's just so sudden and you've never gone through it before and that can contribute to your fear. In your life, just like these angels, something unexpected maybe has suddenly happened to you. So you have a routine and you know exactly what to expect, but now something different is introduced into the equation of your life and it is a number, it's a letter that you simply don't understand. Something unexpected has suddenly happened to you. Or maybe your life environment is suddenly different. You're just used to certain people around you. Um, you're used to certain situations that you go through frequently. You're used to a very specific environment around you, but now the environment is different. And it could be everything is different. It could be something was taken away, or maybe it's something new is added. But your environment that you live in is suddenly different and it tends to make you very afraid. Or maybe it's like the angels, you just don't understand. You're going through something and you don't understand it. It is something that your mind cannot logically conclude why you're experiencing this. And it's something that when you put the details together, they simply don't add up. It's like you have lots of questions and you really don't have any answers. You just lots of questions. This is why this story is so connected to you, because we have the details of the story that tell us what made them afraid. But if you look at those details, those are the same details that have probably put you into a place of fear as well. The thing about fear is it can come on so suddenly. It's like that thing that just steps out in the middle of the road and confronts you with it. And there it is without any notice, without any announcement, you are now looking fear eye to eye. And maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're struggling with fear. 
Maybe you're living with fear. Maybe you just have bouts of fear. Maybe sometimes you're doing well and then out of nowhere, you just get stricken with this fear. So I'm thinking that you can relate to these shepherds on this night. The next verse is so interesting. I hope you find it helpful. It says this in verse 10. The first part of that verse says, But the angel said unto them, Listen, do not fear. Now there's more to this verse, but we have to absorb this part of the verse first. Because the messenger angel immediately recognizes their fear. Whether it was they started to run, it doesn't tell us that, but whether it's the look on their face, maybe it's the tension in their body, maybe they just started crying, maybe they fell down and just kind of went into like a baby position, I don't know. But you know what fear looks like on you, and they knew what it looked like on them, and the messenger angel knew it too. So what does the messenger angel say to them? This is what's so intriguing. God's messenger knows that they have been struck by fear and the immediate response of the messenger is these three words, do not fear. This is great because this means that there is another option to having fear. And, and I want you to hear that clearly. There is another option to having fear. And option number two is not having fear. Fear tries to convince you it's your only option. But in this passage from the Bible, we learn there is a second option, and that's not having fear. It's possible to fear, absolutely, but it's also possible to not fear. Today, I want to open your mind to the fact that you can choose to not fear. Now, hear that. You can choose to not fear fear. All right. So right now, I want you to let that soak into your mind, into your heart, into your soul. Maybe even it's something so significant to you right now that you can just tell yourself right now, out loud, out loud, right where you're at. Just say, I can choose to not fear. Say that to yourself. I can choose to not fear. You see, being confronted by fear is sudden. But living in fear, that's your choice. This is the power of the angel's words to these shepherds. It tells us that living in fear is our choice. And then the next few verses, I'm going to read them to you, and then we're going to recap them. This is what the angel says to them. He says, for I bring you. That word for means that the angel is about to tell these shepherds why it is that they don't have to fear. Maybe when the angel says, don't fear, or the shepherds look at the angel like, are you out of your mind? How can you say that to us? Look at what we're going through. We have no choice. So the angel says for, okay, so let me explain to you why you don't have to fear. And maybe that's how you feel about this podcast. Maybe you're thinking, Peter, you are out of your mind. I don't have a choice. I have to fear. You don't know what it's like. You'd have no idea what I'm experiencing. And you're right. I probably don't. But the angel who's God's messenger says, let me give you reasons why you don't have to fear. He says, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. 
Suddenly there was with the angel a company of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and good will toward men. All right, so now we're going to use the details of these verses to let God's messenger, just the way he did that night nearly 2,000 years ago, present you with the reasons why you can choose to not fear. So let's talk about these. These are going to be so powerful that I'm going to encourage you, maybe push pause right now, get out your phone or go get a tablet or maybe write them down, put them on a big whiteboard that you can hang up somewhere. These are reasons why you don't have to fear. These are the empowering agents to help you choose to not fear. There's going to be eight of them, and we're going to go through each one of them as quickly as possible, but I want each one of them to have equal impact. The first reason that the angel says is because this is good news. That means that God can turn everything and anything to good. I want you to write that down. Good news. And what does good news mean? That God can turn everything and anything to good. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. God can turn it to good. It doesn't matter what you're in right now. God can turn it to good. It doesn't matter what decisions you've made. God can turn it to good. It doesn't matter how much you've lost. God can turn it to good. I think you're starting to get the point. No matter what it is, God can turn everything and anything to good. So write it down. Good news. The second detail of this story is great joy. Write that down. Great joy. That means that God can give your heart a great, overwhelming, overflowing, super abundant joy. A joy like you have never had before. God can do that. He can give your heart that level of joy. I know this is opposite of what the fear is telling you, but this is why the messenger is delivering a message from God. And it is, God can and God will give your heart a great joy. You may not be able to see it, but that's okay because you are not God. As long as God sees it and knows it, you have to just believe in it. All right? Great joy. Third thing, write it down. All people. All people. That means that God loves and cares for everyone. I know people are listening to this podcast all across the country and all across the world. God loves every single one of you. It doesn't matter what nation you're from or what flag you know you you live under. Uh, it doesn't matter what language you speak, the color of your skin. Honestly, it doesn't matter what life choices you made. It doesn't none of those things matter. God loves and God cares for everyone and nobody is alone. Nobody is forgotten by God. All people. So you write that down, all people. And when that fear tries to convince you that you're isolated, you look at that, all people. I'm not alone. God loves and cares for me. All people. So you take comfort and hope and you know, just like the angel said, that God is right there with you. He is right there with you, all people. The next detail is these three words, born a savior, born a savior. We are told in those three words that Jesus is the great deliverer. 
we're going to find out that Jesus is ultimately the great deliverer from sin and all of the consequences and all of the punishment that comes as a direct result of the sin of Adam and Eve that has been passed down and generationally is now a part of your life and is a part of mine too. But whatever the sin of your life is, Jesus is the great deliverer from every single one of them. It doesn't matter how bad you've been, Jesus is the great deliverer. It doesn't matter. So you remember that Jesus is a great deliverer. And if your fear is the result of something that you've done, Jesus is the great deliverer. So you always remind yourself that. The next one is Christ the Lord. Write that down. Christ the Lord. Christ being called Lord means that Jesus is the ultimate authority. That means Jesus has all authority and he has all power. So there is nothing that is greater than Jesus. So Jesus is the ultimate authority. So the fact that he's the ultimate authority and is the great deliverer are two things, two truths that you have on your side. He is the ultimate authority. He can control anything and he can control everything. That's a major reason to not fear. All right, the next one, glory to God in the highest. All right, that was the next one. It's a long one. Glory to God in the highest. That means that God is positioned above everything. What fear tries to convince you is that whatever it is you're fearing is the greatest thing in your life. But God is just reminding you, he is the greatest thing in your life. He is positioned even above fear. Whatever it is that's happened, whatever it is you're fearing, whatever it is that has introduced fear into your life, it tries to say it's at the highest level, the highest peak. Nothing can overcome it. Glory to God in highest means that God is positioned even above that. And on earth is the next three words. Write that down. And on earth. That means that God can give your soul a quiet rest. God can give your heart and your soul a very quiet rest. Fear is ripping your heart and soul apart. God can bring that peace, that very quiet soul rest, that rest of soul that makes you feel like you're lying out on a beach with nothing to worry about, with all you have is the sound of the waves and the, the wind coming over your hair. Like that is the kind of rest that God can give inside of you internally. And then write this down. It's the last one. Goodwill toward men goodwill toward men. That means that you will be delightfully satisfied. When God does everything God is going to do through these eight details, these eight truths, you will find yourself delightfully satisfied. See, fear tries to project the worst of every situation so that you feel like everything is going to be terrible. But this truth, this truth tells you that you will be delightfully satisfied. You're going to be satisfied. And that's the opposite of what fear tells you. See, you have, through these verses, eight reasons to choose not to fear. Living in fear is your choice. But what I'm asking you today is to choose not to fear. And I know that's a big ask, but it's an ask that you are craving. You just need to know how to not fear. And what God did is in these simple verses, 
he gave you eight things that you can repeat to yourself. I hope you wrote them down. If not, go back and listen to them and write them down. And you put them somewhere where you're going to remember them and you speak them to yourself every day, frequently through the day. Because living in fear is your choice. But I want you to choose not to fear.